0: Love to see you this evening, if I've uh, not met you personally, my name's Tim, I'm one of the leaders uh, uh, here at the church, and um, we're going to think a little bit uh, tonight about, um, yeah, how does God bless us when life doesn't go so well? I don't know if you kind of ever feel, uh, life, I've just been dealt a, a rotten hand. Uh, things at work, kind of people kind of are picking on me, things just haven't worked out, much. the dreams that I'd hoped for just aren't happening. Ah, I feel that, God, what's going on? Things are unfair, things are unjust, I try I'm trying my jolly best and they're not just working out. How does God come to a world where things are broken, things are sad, things are kind of ah, what's God going to do about it? And we're thinking about this series, and it's a series that's called Blessed, kind of um, where Jesus comes to say, actually, how do we live under the blessing of God? What is it about God and his kingdom that when it comes to our broken, dark world, what does it look like for that blessing, that happiness, that sense of contentment, of life working well? What does it look like for us? And uh, if you were here last week, you'll know we started off this little series, and it's looking at um, a famous little bit of the Bible called the Beatitudes. There's some bit of the Bible that kind of, just people kind of go to, maybe they go to the Ten Commandments or the Lord's Prayer, maybe they go to Psalm 23, uh, but the Beatitudes is one of those places that people will go to and think, actually, here's one of the kind of the highlights, one of the jewels that's there in the Bible. And these Beatitudes are ways in which Jesus... Starting off this great sermon called the Sermon on the Mount, starts off by saying, "Do you know what, guys? Here's what. Here's what blessing. Here's this what happiness. Here's the here's here's the kind of people that are getting blessed." And uh, so I'm, I'm just going to read these words that we read them last week, but this month we're going to look just a little bits of these uh, this Beatitude. So this is Jesus, um, and he's talking to his disciples, and he says this. Now Jesus saw the crowd. And he went up a mountain and sat down, and his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. So this is to the disciples. This isn't the crowd at the moment, this is the disciples. And he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way as they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So for the, in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Here we go. So actually, I suppose the question we ask is kind of, um, who, who are the blessed people? Who are the happy people? Uh, when Jesus kind of says these things, kind of, um, who, who are the people who are going to be the blessed and happy ones. And it's interesting when people, because it's a very kind of go-to part of the Bible, actually there's, I suppose there's two different theories of what Jesus is saying. I don't know if you knew that. There's two different theories about the Beatitudes. One theory is this, that Jesus, when he gives these kind of eight things, uh, is that here's some things that you guys, you need to get these things. If you get these things, you get blessed. So go on, get these things. Get poor in spirit get mourning, get kind of hungering, thirsting for righteousness, kind of get merciful, get being a peacemaker. If you get these things, do you know what? You're going to get blessed. That's one way in which this... And, and so the, the, the kind of, when we talk about, actually, here's some things for you as a disciple of Jesus. If you want to get blessed, get going on some of these things. But the second way that some uh, theologians have interpreted it is it's actually more, rather than just you guys get this, it's more like... Well, I don't know if ever at school uh, you can remember the times when it was show and tell. Do you remember show and tell? Kind of show and tell was, it was kind of a was a time where kind of you could bring things in. There's some teachers here, and I know they're shaking their heads because sometimes it can be chaos, can't it? Um, I was talking to my wife who used to work at primary school, and she said she remembered a time when, um, when, a, when a, one child bought in a bag and it was show and tell, and they emptied this bag onto the table in front of all the other children, and there was a sheep's skull and a sheep's skeleton, <laughs> and, and they were so excited, they found this kind of dead sheep on a walk and they brought it home, and they said, don't worry, mummy put it in the ark overnight, it kind of all the bugs have been killed. Um, but show and tell is kind of here's something to show and there's a little story, a little something that's going on with it. And some commentators that think that when Jesus was talking uh, to his disciples, actually maybe it was more like show and tell. Actually, look at the crowd. Actually, look at the crowd here. I'm, actually, can you see something? Can you see what's going on? Actually, when Matthew kind of records um, this um, uh, this sermon, actually the, the few verses before in, in chapter uh, 4, it, it says these things. Jesus was going about in, in all Galilee Teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease, every kind of sickness. And the news about him could uh, traveled from all over Syria. Uh, and they came with their ill and taking various diseases and pains and demon possessed people and they're all getting healed. Multitudes gathered. Actually, Matthew is saying something was going on. The kingdom of heaven was advancing into a broken world. Actually, the kingdom of heaven was come to a world that isn't functioning how God always intended to function. Actually, some amazing things were happening. People who had sicknesses in their bodies were being healed. People who were being held by oppressive powers of darkness were being set free. God's kingdom is coming to a broken world. Jesus is saying something new is happening here. So some commentators think when Jesus starts off this, he's, he's kind of saying to his, um, his guys here, actually, do you know what? Something new is going on. Take a look. Who's getting blessed? He's trying to say that something is changing. In the religion of the time, and, and, and maybe in kind of other religions, actually the sign people felt, the sign of God's blessing was if you were rich, God was blessing you. Actually, quite a few of the, of the gods in the Old Testament, the, the false gods that were worshipped, they were fertility gods. They were kind of uh, harvest gods. They were actually, you try to serve the gods. And if you somehow managed to please the gods, your crops would be more profitable. Actually, your sheep and your cattle would kind of would multiply. Actually, you'd have lots of kids that could look after you in your old age. And the sign of the blessings of the gods was that you were rich and you were prosperous, that you had property and that you had power. And so Jesus here is kind of trying to say, actually, but God's kingdom's coming and it's different. So you think that you'll be happy and you're blessed by God if you have money, that you'll bless people. Actually, if you've got property, if you've got big families, whatever, you're blessed. So actually, conversely, actually, if you haven't got money, if you're poor, somehow you're cursed. If you're barren and you haven't got kids, God's really against you. Actually, if somehow you've, you've got a, an illness and a, a kind of a, some, you're crippled or you're blind and, and you can't work, actually, somehow you're under the curse of God. And that was the prevalent kind of view of the day. That's how it worked. That's what it meant to be happy. And so when Jesus says this, it's a bit like, I don't know, I am of an age where something like Instagram is a bit of a mystery to me. It's a bit of a mystery. I kind of, but I kind, of, I kind of think, and I might be wrong because I am old, I kind of think that Instagram says this is what a blessed life looks like. This is what... A happy, actually, if you want to know what's successful, what a blessed life, it's this kind of thing. So here's a little list I put up on the screen here. So blessed are the thin, the correctly shaped, having luscious hair, the youthful in romantic relationships, exotic holidays, lovely homes. If you flick through, actually, who are the blessed people on Instagram? These, these, actually, these people have got life together. These are the ones that kind of seem to have a life that's, that's fun and enjoyable. And, now, what if you were to say this list? Blessed are the fat, the ugly, the bald, the old, the homeless, the housebound, the lonely. I mean, that sounds a bit shocking, doesn't it? I mean, but what if what what Jesus is saying here is, you kind of think that, that God's blessing is with these kind of people, but take a look around, show and tell. Actually, when Jesus' kingdom is coming, who are the ones that are getting blessed? And it's the ones that maybe in society have the least hope, the least sense of prospects, opportunities, the ones that have been beaten up, chewed and spat out. Actually, maybe Jesus is saying, guys, take a look around. God's kingdom is coming. Look at the crowd. Show and tell. Who's being blessed? And I think as we read through those lists we see it's the unusual people that are being blessed. It's not the ones that are classified as the the religiously good and and the ones that have got the money and the prestige and the finance and the status. Actually, it's people who are prostitutes and tax collectors. It's the crippled and the lame, those who have got significant mental health challenges and maybe have got demonic possession. Actually, when the kingdom comes, it's these kind of people who are getting blessed. In some ways, these Beatitudes, I think, go along with two other places where, where it's explained what Jesus, when Jesus' kingdom comes, this is what happens. So when, G, when the kingdom of heaven is close at hand, who gets blessed? When John the Baptist is in prison, he starts to question his faith. He sends a messenger to Jesus and says this. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you've heard and and see. Who's getting blessed? The blind have received the sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy have been cleansed. The deaf hear.'" The dead are raised, the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Again, here's a little beatitude. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. When God's kingdom comes, who gets blessed? When Jesus stands up in the synagogue and he's given a scroll, and it's the prophecy of Isaiah, it says this in John chapter 4 He, that's Jesus, stood up and read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unraveling it, he found the place where it's written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Who gets blessed? Who are the blessed people? Show and tell. Disciples, look at the multitude that's gathered around me as Jesus comes to proclaim there's something new going on in a broken, dark, sad, dismal world where injustice is happening. God's blessing is coming to people, and it's coming to people you may not expect. People who are poor in spirit those who for whatever reason have been abused and misused, maybe haven't got the status and somehow they're, they're, they're poor in spirit and the kingdom's coming and, and they're getting blessed. There's people who's. Life situations and circumstances have have robbed them of of dignity of of ability to earn of of people and and somehow in their grief and their mourning and kind of where else can we turn the kingdom of heaven comes and and they 're blessed with people who feel that there's um, they're being trying to be merciful in a, in a world where it's kind of, it's, you fight for your rights and you stick up for yourself and, and somehow the merciful, the merciful are taken advantage of. You're supposed to take care of your own business and somehow to be merciful. There's some people who are, again, just trying to live well and somehow the society and the kind of, the way the fallen world goes, actually they are pushed down. Those who are trying to be pure in heart, they're endeavouring to, to live life well, to live a, life, a right life. They're, they're trying to be pure, they're trying to be good. But somehow those that are trying to be innocent and, 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 and pure, somehow a, a world will, will crush them, will put them down. Where there's that internal strive of perfectionism. It's like, I want to be good, I want to be pure. And somehow that, even that internal angst that we feel, actually they're being blessed for those who are peacemakers, who stand in the middle and are misunderstood by both parties, where they're trying to bring two parties together, and, and as a peacemaker, kind of they just find it really hard. Actually, you're going to be blessed. Those who are persecuted, those who are insulted, actually look at disciples, show and tell. Look around. God's kingdom is coming to our broken world. Who's getting blessed? And for me, I think that's just an amazing way to look at these verses. To me, who loves Jesus, who loves all that he does, who loves his kingdom dreams, his kingdom thoughts. And and I'm in touch and connected, and you are too, with a world that is broken and sad, dysfunctional. And we long, Jesus, will you come? Will you come and, and touch this world? Will you come and touch these lives? And, and Jesus, you're not on the side of the, the rich and the privileged. In Luke's gospel, when he records this, he has the blessed, but he also has a few woes. And the woes are to those that have got all the cash and aren't caring. The woes are to those who've got the, the power and aren't judging justice. Actually, the woes are to those who, in the world's eyes, are blessed. But when God's kingdom comes, it's upside down. When kingdom comes, things change. There's a great little book that um, uh, I read called The Divine Conspiracy. I'm not sure if any of you have ever read it. It's a book by a theologian called Dallas Willard. And when he comments about these, uh, the Beatitudes, he says these things, and I just think they're just really helpful. He says this, um, The poor in spirit are called blessed by Jesus, not because they are in a meritorious condition but precisely in spite of and in the midst of their ever so deplorable condition the rule of heaven has redemptively moved upon them. Isn't that fascinating? He's saying actually there's not something meritorious about being impoverished, being kind of poor in spirit actually but because life somehow deals you that hand because things have happened to you, sometimes things with, outside of your control. Actually, sometimes things within your control, and you've ended up being right at the at the rock bottom of life. In that condition, that's a deplorable condition. Actually, the blessing of heaven can reach even there, to reach to bless you. He goes on to say the, this: these conditions, these eight things that are mentioned uh, in. Uh, The Beatitudes, these are not conditions that are especially pleasing to God or good for human beings. Instead, they single out cases that provide the proof that in him, Jesus, the rule of God from from the heavens truly is available in life circumstances that are beyond all human hope. That's good news. Right there. Any human condition that's beyond hope, there's something about the blessing of God that wants to touch you. A great hearing, um, Costi's story, again, beyond human conditions, an orphan abandoned, kind of in an institution, and yet there's something about the mercy of heaven that reached out and took him. He now is seeing God's kingdom come, to lives just like his, to say, how can the mercy, how can the blessing of heaven reach out and touch people just like that? The two things that I'm supposed to be looking at <laughs> is about the, the title for the, tonight is Powerlessness. And just kind of briefly, just these, these two things that um, are the ones to look at tonight is, is kind of blessed are the meek and Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And, and what do those two mean? Why in the show and tell that Jesus says, why does he single out people who, who are meek? What is the, in some ways, the disadvantage of, of being meek? The disadvantage of being gentle? The disadvantage of being humble? Well, actually, you probably get walked over. It's not the way that the world works. The meek ones, maybe they're the shy ones. Maybe they're, maybe they're the intimidated ones. Maybe they're the mild ones, the unassertive ones, the ones who step off the pavement when someone else comes because they're not quite sure they belong there. Maybe the ones who, when others step forward, they step back. Maybe they're the ones who uh, don't feel they have the legitimate right to be in a space, be in a group, be in church. The meek ones, the ones that feel ah oh, I don't quite belong. Ah kind of and, and Jesus says those if you're that kind of person, even if you're here this evening and you feel, just in saying some of those words, think, Oh, I kind of think that's kind of me. I'm kind of slightly gentle, slightly sensitive, and, and life has kind of beaten me up a bit and people misunderstand me and and my shyness means that I've missed opportunities and I've missed things. And, uh, ah, where's the happiness in life? Where is it? And, and Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is here for people just like you. Actually, it's to bless people just like you. He says, where well, people who realize they're in a meek kind of state. Actually, do you know what? They're going to inherit the earth. It's a strange little phrase, that, isn't it? The meek will inherit the earth. Actually, when the blessing of heaven comes, the kingdom of heaven advances and touches people who kind of feel like that, the the kingdom of heaven will come and you'll inherit the earth. I suppose there's two things about that. One is inherit. Inherit is not something that you earn. Dan Swillard in his book thinks that if you go for the first interpretation of the Beatitudes, actually there's things you try to earn. You try to earn God's blessing. You try to earn God's blessing by being a bit more poor in spirit. You try to earn God's blessing by a bit, being a bit more kind of um, uh, mourning. You kind of earn by hungry and thirsting. You try to earn by a bit more, bit more meek. And he says, actually, that's just another legalism. That's just another thing the Pharisees were on. When Jesus goes on in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, "Actually, there's a, there's a new kind of thing happening, and your righteousness needs to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. They had legalism down to a T, but there's a there's a different kind of righteousness, which is the righteousness that's a free gift, available in Jesus, that is given to you. Actually, you can't earn the blessing of heaven in your broken state. It's a gift." And we inherit. When you inherit something, you don't earn it. Somebody's died, and you get the blessing. That's the kingdom of heaven. Somebody's died, and you get the blessing. It's Jesus. You get the blessing that inherits the earth. Oh, what does that mean? It does it mean like, like some kind of Putin-esque? I'm going to kind of, I'm going to rule the world. The meek will rule the earth. No, actually, it's just inherit. What does the earth? actually the earth produces food and we get clothing and resources. Actually, Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount says this, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and all the things of life, all the things that this earth has to give to you, clothing and, and food and somewhere to live, kind of, actually all those things will be given to you. Open your heart to the kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus, in a meek, humble kind of way and you'll inherit the bits of the earth that matter which is life for you today don't be anxious don't worry don't be fearful your father knows what you need think about the birds and the flowers that's just what you're going to inherit that kind of stuff and just lastly the those that hunger and thirst for righteousness actually there's something about injustice in our world and when you're the victim of injustice there's a pain and there's a hunger in your heart. It's true, isn't it? But where it says righteousness, the righteousness and justice are kind of similar in Hebrew and kind of Greek. And, and those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, it's like hungering and thirsting for justice. I, I want what's right. I want what's just. And actually, I'm living in a world where, where things are not right, where things are unjust. I mean, it's, I find it just immensely heartbreaking talking to uh, to friends, to yeah, family members, brothers and sisters here, uh, who have a different colour skin to myself. And just because of the colour of their skin, they're treated differently. Just because of the colour of their skin, the police treat them differently. Society treats them differently. Education treats them differently. There's an injustice. There's an injustice there. And, and there's a hunger, there's a hunger for justice, there's a hunger for righteousness. Actually, maybe there's people here and, and you've been the victim of injustice. And it may not just be racism, it may be in the workplace, it may be within your family. Somebody's done something to you or said something to you or, or robbed you of something or kind of betrayed a marriage or whatever it is and, and you've, a great injustice has been done to you. And there's a hunger, as a a thirst. God, can, can you put this Right. And although the situations and the circumstances, maybe God can't change, something can change, and rather than you being diminished and you being emptied, you being a less human, a less kind of, actually, when the kingdom of heaven comes, you'll be filled, you'll be satisfied. Actually, although the injustice may not change, actually, there's something about the kingdom that those who hunger and those that show and tell, those here who are hungering, thirsting, actually, they're being blessed because the kingdom of God's coming upon them. And tonight, if you're in this room and you've been the victim of injustice and you're hungering and you're thirsting for righteousness, my prayer as we come to worship now is that you'll be filled where you've been diminished Misunderstood, victimized, put down. The kingdom of heaven can come. These beatitudes are a list of things that, I mean, they're just a little example. When God's kingdom comes, here's the kind of people that get blessed. It's the dropouts and the burnt out. It's the broken and the broke. It's the incurable, the ill. It's the barren. It's the overemployed, the underemployed, the unemployed. It's those who are swindled. It's those who have set aside. It's those who are betrayed and replaced. It's the lonely. It's the incompetent and the stupid. It's the emotionally kind of um, stunted and the emotionally dead. It's the victim and the perpetrator. Actually, when Jesus comes, the kingdom of heaven comes to touch lives just like yours, just like people who you work with just like people who live down your street in your family. The Beatitudes are saying that Jesus has come and things are different. You may think a blessed life looks like this, Instagram, Bidding. but Jesus says it's different. And as we pray now, I mean, there's, there's a song we're gonna sing in a moment, it's got this little phrase in it, earth has no sorrows that heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrows that heaven can't heal. And in some ways, I think that's what the Beatitudes are saying. Actually, there's, there's no kind of sorrow in this world. There's no kind of situation, however marginalized, however kind of on the edge, however dark your situation, actually there's no sorrow that this evening for you in this room or if you're watching online. There's no, nothing this evening that God can't come and bring some healing, bring some blessing, bring some hope. And that's my prayer. As Jesus introduces this this sermon, actually show and tell. Actually, here are the people that are getting blessed by God. And tonight, it could be you. It could be you that knows the blessing of God. It could be you that finds hope. It could be you that finds some peace. It it could be you that's filled. It could be you that that inherits kind of the, the, the earth that God always intended you to live in, the bit of the earth that's your bit of earth. My prayer is that for each one of us, we might know the kingdom that Jesus came to bring, touching our lives. And as Jesus' followers listen to the Beatitudes, and they listen to the other challenges, in the end, he's talking to the whole crowd. The good news is not just for them, it's for the crowd. And for us, the good news is not just for us. But are you convinced the kingdom of heaven is good for the people around about you? Let's pray. And as we pray, yeah, I just want to pray for those of you that feel that you're just on the butt end of life. When I read out that bit, the Instagram bit, blessed are the fat, the ugly, the bald, the old, the homeless, the housebound, the lonely. Actually, you might have put your own words in there. And you might think, actually, I'm far from blessed. And I want you to know this evening that the blessing of Jesus is in the room. The blessing of Jesus wants you to inherit the earth, inherit life that's worth living. The blessing of Jesus wants to fill you. Just take a moment and if you know the state of your own heart, the state of your own life, you know that you're impoverished you know that you can't earn God's love and God's favour but the heaven is here to bless to bless you I wonder if we could stand together let's stand and as we stand maybe make your own prayer to God say God you know me you understand me I want you to pray tonight. Lord, in this room, I just want to pray for your kingdom to come now. The kingdom of heaven that can heal every sorrow, that can forgive every wrongdoing, that can meet people in the darkest and saddest of situations. And will you come to bless? Will you come to heal? Will you come to restore? We call out to you, Lord. What we're going to do is we're going to sing a few worship songs together and it may be just when you you stood there actually just to receive receive the blessing of the kingdom of heaven for yourself it may be that you can just do that with using the words of the songs but actually sometimes sometimes we need people and and people help because people are there and they can listen to the cries of our hearts to the pain we're in and and can help to minister the blessing of god and and over the side here we'll have a little prayer team and and if you just like someone tonight to to pray for the blessing of god to touch you in the hard things you're facing, maybe it's some of the emotional things. Maybe you have been betrayed. Maybe you have been overlooked at work. Maybe it is that you've, um, you're, you're the victim of, of racism, or, or, um, and, and just there's a pain inside. There's a hunger and thirst, righteousness. Maybe just ask someone to pray. Pray for the blessing, and hope of God. Do come to the side here. It may be that there's physical healing. Maybe you're here and, uh, and you know that there's physical healing. Maybe, again, you've got persistent headaches and you just love to be free. Maybe it is that kind of you know that there's kind of some arthritic pain and you just love to be free. Actually, why don't you come down? There'll be some prayer team here and uh, they'd love to pray for you. But let's use these worship songs and ask God to come and to meet us, to bless us. But if you'd like someone to pray with you, again, if the prayer team could come forward to the side here, uh, do come and receive so we can show and tell here's what God's doing amongst us here let's open our hearts to the love of heaven open hearts to King Jesus come and receive prayer if you'd like some